people talk about Gary Johnson's 3.5% as a disappointment, but I think it was one of the best things uh, that could have possibly happened. The entire country learned who he was. And a lot of that was because of grassroots and social media. And I think that technology in general, there are a lot of CEOs of some of the major global tech giants, uh, Jeff Bezos, Patrick Byrne, that lean libertarian. And I think it has definitely injected some libertarian into our politics. But on top of that, I think that it's also given a lot more people. They know so much more. There's so much more disclosure now. You can't hide things anymore because it's going to get out there. Transmitting directly from the launch pad. Bringing blue collar to your cell tower. The rock and roll libertarian himself. It's time to blast off with Johnny Rocket. It's Johnny Rocket, and we're here with Blast Off, and I'm here with the beautiful ray of truth herself, Miss Raylene Lidar. Thank you, guys. Hello, Johnny. How you doing? Fantastic. Yeah. How are you doing, though? I'm doing great. I'm doing awesome. Some crazy things happened last weekend. Obviously, episode eight. I believe it's episode eight. I don't want to get the episode wrong. You don't even remember the episode. Dude, we had a very special guest, Miss uh, Kimberly Ruff. Who I love. She's amazing. Yeah, she was, she was amazing. And uh, I got, we got done talking on that interview, and I just kind of continued talking to her. And the conversation never ended. And finally, after weeks of talking on, on the phone and Skype and all that, I just got a wild hair up my ass and flew to Arizona last weekend. And uh, I asked her to marry me. She said, yes, so we're engaged. Uh, this is why I love working with a rock star, because when you decide what you want, you go get it. That's right. I just love that. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was such a great time. I mean, we she's everything that she is amazing. I mean, the way she is on the interview, she's 10 times better in real life. I mean, just we laugh so hard. I mean, we both about pissed our pants laughing at each other's jokes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's so much fun. And she is so awesome and so beautiful and everything. I mean, it's just amazing. She's she's awesome. And I'm, I'm so happy for you that I've never seen you like this, Johnny, to be honest, uh, as, a, as your coworker and very good friend. I've never seen you uh, so happy. I so, know. I congratulations. Am. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what? We have a we have a very special guest. So we're going to celebrate here on Blast Off with our very special guest. Nicholas Visser began his career at an early age on stage and in front of the camera. His creative leadership strengths eventually landed him director of business travel sales for the Ritz-Carlton Battery Park in Manhattan. In South Florida, he began his career with an international media company as a creative director and ultimately became the senior producer for several shows produced by the company. In 2008, he was promoted to senior vice president of production, where he thrived in the free and creative environment that he created for many creative minds. Under his leadership, the team achieved tremendous success, including 32 tele awards, one over a five-year span. Fantastic. In 2014, Nicholas left his career in production after 11 years to own and operate a successful tech company. Although any degree of success is not without its fair share of challenges, in 2015, he was faced with his most difficult hurdle yet. An unethical Florida attorney general crippled his small family-owned tech company. This only, however, served 
to strengthen his resolve. Raylene, prepare for liftoff. Copy that, Johnny. Covers tie downs and grounding cables. Removed as required. Communications connected. Check. Preamps in the green. Check. Cold beer. Double check. Thrusters are hot. Raylene, are you ready to rock? All systems go, Johnny. I welcome here on Blastoff. Give it up for Nicholas V. That's amazing. You guys are unbelievable. <laughs> wait a second. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Before we get into anything, you married the get a guest from your show? Yes. What, what do you? Uh, they will be. Yeah, we will be. We didn't get married. I got engaged. Oh, right, right. You know, you yeah, right. You're engaged. You're marrying somebody. Yes. So what? What's the deal? How long did you know her? Not very long. Since the episode. <laughs> since what? Yeah. So this is episode thirteen. So that was episode eight. Shut. So, yeah, about a month. <laughs> That's crazy. It is. It's awesome. It's awesome, but it's crazy. It like, is crazy. What, what, you just hit it off on the show and you said, I'm going to marry her. Yeah. He kept talking about her. No, seriously. That's what happened, man. Like, I, I got done with the show and I was talking to my editor and I'm like, here's here's the files. And I said, dude, you got to listen to the show because guess what? I'm going to marry her. And I said it to him and he's like, yeah, whatever, dude. Whatever, Johnny. Whatever. And uh, I said it to him. And then next couple of days, I'm like, dude, I've been talking to her like every night. And then the next couple of days went by and he's like, he yeah, still dude, playing it cool though. I'm still playing it cool. And I'm like, dude, I might be like going out to Arizona in like a month. And then the next couple of days, I'm like, actually, I'm in Arizona right now. <laughs> <laughs> then I come back and I'm like, I'm engaged. So here I am. So here's the question. Did she pass the libertarian purity test? Uh, yeah, she's running oh. for presidential candidate. She's a presidential uh, nom- nominee. For the Libertarian Party. Yep. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean she passed oh, yeah. the period. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. She's, uh, oh, yeah. she's anarchist. <laughs> she, yeah, she's actually part of the, uh, she's the vice chair of the Radical Caucus, National Radical Caucus. Nice. Yeah. So that, that's like the Cunel crew, crew, right? The Matt Cunel crew or? No, no, no. no that's the Socialist <laughs> Caucus. That's the Socialist Caucus. Yeah. yeah. No. What's the Radical Caucus? Is that, who? who's the, the. Give me some names. Uh, Karen Ann Harlos. Rob oh, yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good group. You know, yeah. I don't care all about the. I, I hate to say it, but I hate these all the caucuses and cry like it's like in one ear and out the other for me. Yeah, I'm part of the caucus caucus. We just like the caucus, the practiculocious caucus. That's, that's caucus. right. Yeah, I'm yeah. definitely going to probably be in that one or the smokers libertarian smokers caucus. Yeah, that, that's a good one too. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be part of that. Absolutely. So, Nick, thank you so much for being here, dude. It's really fun talking to you. We're ha- we had a little bit of a conversation prior to you actually getting on the show, and it was great because we were definitely talking about how to make Liberty cool. And right now, you have a group called Liberty Link Media Group, and you guys have been doing like awesome stuff like videos and production for candidates and other libertarian programs. Can you talk to us about this? Because this is really cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely, man. So you got into it a little bit uh, in your opening there. You know, we uh, an attorney general in Florida, they sued me and an old company for $10 million. It was a completely made up charge, but I fought her instead of paying her off. You know, so she she doubled down. The court battle is obviously still going on. But what that did for me, because I, I had spent 11 years as vice president of a very successful television production company. And it, when all of this sort of came to a head in 2016 and the company 
uh, was pretty much done and shot. And I, I really had to decide what was next. I looked at my entire career and what I succeeded in for, for my entire career. And I knew that I had experienced the worst possible experience outside of, you know, obviously uh, a family member dying or something, but uh, the worst possible experience. And it was all at the hands of the government and it was all. Oh yeah. And I, I, I combined the two. I took what I knew and I combined it with what I began to know, what I was learning very quickly. And that is just how much power the, gov- the government has and how corruptible they are. And, you know, I started looking into Gary Johnson and I started looking into ads for Gary Johnson. And I was so frustrated with what I saw. Uh, it was these there were these great ideas, but the presentation was terrible. Right. And yes. Yeah. I was like, I need to change this. I need to take what I know. I need to jump in here and I need to change it. But what's funny about it is you get into the liberty movement and you come in and people are immediately a skeptical because they're like, wait a second, who's this guy? He came out of nowhere. Right. Right. But then on top, but then on top of it, they're like, well, who are you to tell us what we're, what to do? You know, you're sure you came out of nowhere. Who are you? Right. And there's that it, it, just that to make your bones. Exactly. So we started doing, you know, we just started producing content like crazy and doing a lot of activism, candidly, with our daily headlines and all of the, the content that we were putting out or being libertarian. And it got, you know, it got very popular. But we start we needed to, at that stage, start working with organizations, candidates, different things for liberty that would see the value in the production and putting a professional face to everything. Young Americans for Liberty was one of the first organizations. They saw it right away. Uh, and we've worked with so many candidates around the country, and we've had a lot of success with it. We're really pumped about it. So, like, really quick, and I'm really, you could jump in. Uh, but I noticed, like, a lot of libertarians, like, commercials for their campaigns. It looks like those, you know, those really cheesy commercials from the 70s with the, the used car salesman. Yeah. You know, that is, like, the quality of most libertarian material. And I'm like, it really is hilarious, like how bad it is. And here's the thing. If you don't take your product seriously, no one else will take you seriously. And I always tell people that spend the extra money to make you look right. That's all I'm saying. I, I, you, I don't I think you would agree with me. So here's the problem is that, you know, everybody thinks that libertarians, they just can't succeed because uh, it's the presentation or it is because they're weird and they don't know how to get their ideas across. It really comes down to a fundraising thing. Uh-huh. If they had the money coming in, if they had the amount of money coming in, even 10% of what the Republicans and Democrats have, and they don't even have close to that, by the way, uh-huh. if they had that coming in, I think they'd be able to spend more on it. So you've got this very finite number of libertarians who uh, whether they are self-funded or if they happen to be in a location, an area, or maybe their campaign has gained national attention, they're able to bring in some money. And it seems that a lot of them do spend that, at least a portion of that, in promoting themselves and putting out some good video content. Um, others still don't get it. They'll, they'll never understand it. They'll never understand just how bad it is to put out really poor video content. And those are just paper candidates, in my opinion. Exactly. But it really, I mean, it comes down to fundraising. I mean, bottom line is it's fundraising, you mm-hmm. know? Exactly. You know, uh, one thing that people don't realize is that the government is behind funding the campaigns for the big 
big parties. So a lot of taxpayer money goes into that. So when you're an independent and we're not a major party status, that money is, we don't have access to that. So we do have to crowdfund and, and really get the donations because we're not getting access to taxpayer money too, right? A- absolutely. I mean, the attorney general that we were talking about, she took a million dollars in public funds just in her 2014 bid. And I mean, just think about that. A million dollars just for an attorney general wow. of any given state. You know, there was a, uh, I think, clean elections in Arizona. Um, what was it? Kevin um, McCormick. Thank you. Kevin McCormick. I know that they were going for it, but it comes down to signatures and they need the right amount of signatures. And by the way, I am the first to say play within the system until we can beat the system all day long. To that, if that money is going to be doled out anyway, give it to libertarians so that they can get in office and then end the whole thing. Because we're never going to end it without playing within it at some point. It's, which is why it is so important that we have people be very principled. Don't want any, you know, a greasy, big smile wolf coming in and diverting those funds if we do get them. So like it's it. very important. I like it when you said wolf. Really? Wolf. Yes. Wolf. Thank you. Um, So what are the potential avenues in this arena doing candidate videos? And um, I loved the Larry Sharp walking around the city. And I loved Matt Dubin who's from Washington, where we're from. Uh, His us versus them video was was great. Uh, Is that what you're going to keep doing? Um, And do you see yourself as the leading mere video for candidate company? Oh, I don't see myself that way. We are. <laughs> oh, we are the confidence. We I love are. it. I, I feel like you yes. are too. Honestly, I, yes. right now I'm impressed. Yeah. Well, thank you. No, I mean, listen, I don't know of a production company in the Liberty Movement, and I've challenged a lot of people on this. I don't know of a single one that puts out the consistent quality that we do. That right. being said, the Liberty Movement is not enormous, and uh, it really does come down to we've so we've got. Uh, we worked with about 20 uh, clients over the past year and a couple of months. And out of those 20 clients, 18 of them have been pure libertarian. And when I say pure libertarian, so one of them was Austin Peterson. You know, yeah. right. some, pe- some people we, we, don't we, think. We will, we'll just keep it at that. We'll just keep right. it at that. Right. I so, like Austin, listen, actually. He's all right, guy. Uh, I like Austin. Sure. He's a Republican and he's doing great. Right. And so do I. But here, here's the thing. Austin is still a better choice than Josh Hall, anybody else in that race. And by the way, most any other Republican, there are so many Liberty Republicans out there that we have to support because I, I've just, I always go by always are correct. As long as you're doing it well, as long as you're doing it, as long as you're cool while doing it. (laughs) And as long as you're, you know, whether you're a Republican an independent, a Democrat, Libertarian doesn't matter if you have libertarian principles and you believe what we believe, then go with God, you know, get it. Nick, when I first saw or heard of you, it was on being libertarian and you you do these really great skits. They're hilarious. Like you're usually talking to yourself and you have all these. You have all these different characters, like the Antifa guy was pretty hilarious. And then you have like you're the Democrat, you're the Republican. I mean, it's good stuff and it's hilarious and it's funny. And I think you're doing a good job because to me, like it's short enough to where you capture people's attention and you get your message across. It's concise and it's precise. Mm-hmm. And I saw it. I'm like, this is great. I mean, this is like kind of what we need to be doing. No, this is what we need to be doing. And you've been, you know, you've been working with being libertarian. 
are, do you like work with them exclusively? What's the deal with them? And how has it been working with those guys over there? Love those guys. So being libertarian has the largest audience of any libertarian uh, Facebook page. And that was the, as soon as we decided that we want, you know, we wanted something, we wanted a platform to be able to get out there and speak to as many people as possible and whatever that was. And being libertarian seemed like a natural fit. Um, Eric July is great over there. And so many of the guys that I work with and, and gals, I mean, it's just, it's a really good crew. Um, they, they can be a little edgy. They can be a little over the top with some things. And, but that's not my brand. It's, you know, it's being libertarian. Right. As far as, far as uh, the interview, I, I don't, those are, I don't know who you're, what you're talking about. <laughs> you, I mean, I'm interviewing other people. Not oh, okay. Myself. Yeah, sure. No, I got you. It just they look a lot like you. They could be they could be like siblings. <laughs> you know, well, they could be siblings. I'm not sure though. I'm not HIV positive. If they're, you well, know, you know, I heard all white guys look the same. So yeah, um, exactly. Right. Just another so, white guy. I'm tired of winning, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great stuff, man. It's yeah, funny. Great. So listen, a lot of people challenge me on that, and they're like. Oh, you know, why don't you, you should talk to a real mega guy. You should talk to a real socialist or you, you know, you would, you'd never put your ideas up against it. But first of all, wouldn't be very funny and wouldn't really make a point. Right. Um, but second of all, the whole, if, I mean, if you, if you really uh, want to dive into the purpose of that, I mean, if you look at, it makes the libertarian position seem the most rational. And that's yeah. what we're always trying to do. We're trying to make these libertarian ideas that have historically been demonized, been, you know, they, they, people have this uh, feeling about them as they're just, we're crazy. We're crazy people, right? Or we're, you know, that's true. I could see that. Yeah. And to be able to put that against the real personality types, you know, the MAGA type, the Antifa type, the, the leftist type, these are people, I mean, and we try to stay pretty true to a lot of the things that we see and hear online. You know, I mean, who's the rational one, right? Mm-hmm. No. Right. Yeah. Consistent. The, the the consistently principled. We are. And we have to train ourselves to be consistent. I think that was the, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, Nick, but like for me, it was like I had a lot of issues that I was, I kind of, I came from the right. And I think most of us in the libertarian movement have a uh, majority. There's a few. Michael Bolden, let's just say he's like the only one. He's didn't, my token didn't ex. Nick, didn't Nick come from the left? Who, me? Yeah. No. No, he didn't. Oh, okay. No, well, he didn't. You know, I, I could tell. My, my whole family. I'm surrounded by by leftists, and uh, my whole family. That's what I thought. Yeah. Really liberal. Um, my senior producer, the one who creates all the content with me, uh, did come from the left. So there's definitely uh, we have a lot of that in our office, and it definitely comes through in our content. And that's what I've always said. You know, I mean, like I one of the best compliments I can get. Is when somebody says, "Oh, what are you taking the late night route, the leftist late night route?" And you're, this is just ridiculous. It's more of the same. No, actually, that would be great if if somebody if we actually started producing content that was as good as what has essentially taken over pop culture and turned our entire population into you know a bunch of leftists. That would be great. Yeah, that would be great. Because we'd be able to take back the conversation and take back the culture a little bit. That's right. I agree, man. And here's the thing. Why don't we use their tactics? Because their tactics are working. They have Hollywood. They have the majority of all the networks. I mean, 
Fox is even, I wouldn't even say Fox is conservative. I would say that they are definitely right in the middle. I wouldn't even say they're conservative. I'm I, telling I you, use their tactics. I think that's how we kind of look at a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, but I would use their tactics. I mean, for us uh, to get the point of libertarianism across, libertarianism across, we need to use what they're doing. Like Saul Linsky, rules for radicals. I mean, point blank. I mean, he has a plan. You know, control this, control that, control what how people think. Absolutely. I mean, this is you know, if we, we if we have the control, we put the ball in our court. We're not going to brainwash them. I mean, I don't want to limit speech to anybody. However. I do want our message to become more mainstream and we're never going to do it by promoting the same agenda, the same exact, the same agenda every time. And this is, this is getting disgusting because people are buying it hook, line and sink. Absolutely. And that's what it comes down to the, the cool thing. You know, I was talking to, uh, Nick Sarwark, I think it was at Atlas, maybe Mises, but, uh, so last year and, you know, while I said we need, more cool people to be getting the message out there and talking about these things. I said, I don't know about you, Nick, but I, you know, listen, I hung out with some dorky crowds, but I still always had a certain persona. I kind of, you know, I had, I had cool friends. I was in cool circles sure. they, and guess what? they never talked about politics. They still don't talk about politics. Right. They don't care about politics. They don't spend their nights reading Rand and Rothbard and Ludwig van Mises. You know, they, they don't, they don't do that. They, they talk about their family, their kids, what their, what sports their kids are playing, what their, you know, that stuff. Yeah. And it's, or if you're in a different type of circle, they talk about it's music or it's this, but they're not talking about the principles of Liberty. Right. No, you're right, yeah. man. Yeah, you're right. And so, like, here, hear me out, man. Like, I never read Mises or Rothbard. But once I got into this stuff, it's like, okay, I got to get into Mises and Rothbard. So, you know, here I am, this old rock and roll guy reading Mises and Rothbard, which is great. But I, it took me time to get to that point. It wasn't overnight where I started wanting to learn about it. Right. And it was it was the right media. It was like Penn and Teller's. It's the John Stossel program. Yeah. It's shows like that and entertainment like that. That may helped make me want to know more. You know, it planted the bug. It was like, okay, here you go. You can't argue with this. And I'm like, I can't, I can't argue with it. That was the inspiration for me to go further down the rabbit hole where I am now. Well, I like that you called it that way. This planting the bug. I always call it planting seeds, Johnny, because. Well, I plant um, bugs. I mean, the state plants bugs. I guess you'd be technically more correct than me, Raylene. So thank you. <laughs> you know, I mean, the thing is, is that you never know who's listening. So a lot of times I've been, Hence a lot of my friends, reference. right. Have, have, that's great. <laughs> a lot of my friends will start to like things on Facebook or start, they'll bring up a problem. And I can't help it because I hate the state so much that I end up being like, well, you know, the state is behind it. I always kind of devolve everybody's problems into the government being the reason. Right? Okay, okay but, Mrs. Walter Block. All right, there you go. Right. Oh, thank you. What a compliment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you never know who's listening. So as soon as they find a topic that they're very passionate about and they see that government isn't the answer and that privatization is or that they should be free to um, grow their own medicine in their garden or their kids and licensing fees and the taxes on things. I mean, this is how it's, it's every day. It's not politics. It's their every day. So that is how I, that's my brand of, of planting seeds. But 
these seeds, you know, we're watering them and we're all working together so they can come into contact with you, Johnny, and then you'll talk in your way and they come in contact with Nick's videos and they'll see something more political and they'll already have these seeds planted and, and this is where we grow them, right? Yeah, sure. But then yeah. it's also but then it's also putting as much content out as possible. You know, I always yes. I you know, people will will ask me They'll say, well, if I do a video or if I do a couple of videos, no, you need to be doing consistent video content. We've produced uh, 22 videos for Young Americans for Liberty just in 2018. Wow. And wow. Cliff Maloney Jr., who runs that organization, is a genius. The way that he has turned that organization around, the way that he uses video content to enhance his message Every single thing they do, whether they're covering, whether it's an election that they are going around door knocking for or whatever it is, they will document it. They'll put out that video then to all of their donors. He'll go and he'll sit with the donors and he'll do a he'll have a big ask for money to be able to put towards door knocking or something else. And while he's doing that, he will show them the most recent video or the most recent thing that they're doing. It's that consistent effort, that consistent branding effort. You know, I, I, I've said it forever. I talked to Wes Benedict from the Libertarian Party executive director. They need to be, whether it's one national commercial run consistently on Fox News and CNN, but to these different uh, huge networks that people can be you know, they're so frustrated with this nonsense that they keep on seeing on the news. And they're, if they're watching CNN, it's just Trump bash, Trump bash, Trump bash, Trump bash, Trump bash, and nothing else. Right. And then it goes to and then it goes to commercial and you see a bunch of normal faces saying normal things, doing normal stuff. And mm-hmm. there's another option, the libertarian part. And, and it but not just once consistently over and over and over again. In yes. Mind in a professional way that gets people to sit up and listen. We need that so badly. But unfortunately, we're still in that newsletter. Um, you know, it's very antiquated. A lot of the stuff we do, it's very antiquated. Very cool, man. Really quick, though, Nick, I know that you've been doing this, and I think it's awesome, and I know you're passionate about it. But my ultimate question regarding before a commercial break would be, what would be success for Liberty Link Media Group? I mean, like, what would, in your mind, what would be the ultimate success for you and your family and the, the movement? Like, what what could you guys do? The libertarian equivalent of uh, CNN or Fox News, something that truly competes uh, both online and in the mainstream media, uh, but is all liberty all the time. Bam. Love. I love it, man. Great stuff, man. I'm so excited for you, man. This is cool stuff. And right now we're starting our own business, uh, Launchpad Media, the launchpadmedia.com. And we're doing something similar. We're, we're trying to change culture and not necessarily politics and getting people to start thinking about libertarianism in music and in movies and in everyday life and, and using that finance as finance and finance history. and history mm-hmm. and law. Um, this is what we want to do and, and bring those messages of freedom and independence to the average person who may not know what it is. They may not have any concept of it because they were taught in a government school. Anyways, though, this is Johnny Rocket here at Blast Off, and I'm here with my beautiful ray of truth, Miss Raylene Lightheart. Thank you, guys. Anyways, though, we're talking to Nicholas V, sir, and thank you so much. We're not done with you yet, sir. We have Rocket Fire coming up. So anyways, please check us out at 
patreon.com forward slash blast off podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe to help promote and uh, help us pay the bills. And in, and please check out libertylinkmedia.com where you could check out Nicholas Vieser's work and how you can contact him and hire him. How's that? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> there you go. Anyways, this is Johnny Rocket, always launching ideas, and we're going to be right back. Rock and roll. Why do people hate libertarians? One part of America calls them soulless robber barons who want to stick children back in factories, and the other part thinks they're drugged-up anarchists. Who are they? And why have regular Americans been told to avoid libertarians and their ideas? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, Amazon best-selling author of Stay Away from the Libertarians, where I'm going to debunk the myths, misconceptions, and outright lies thrown at libertarians, ranging from the idea that votes can be stolen into the radical notion that you own yourself. From personal stories to ignored history, I lay out the facts and ask you if these dastardly libertarians are as much of a threat as the mainstream media and establishment politicians make them seem. You can go ahead and get a copy in print and in Kindle e-reader on Amazon today. Stay away from the libertarians by Remso W. Martinez. Available on Amazon. This is Chris Spangle, and I am the host of We Are Libertarians, which you can find in iTunes, Google Play, or at wearelibertarians.com. We are a podcast that brings you all of the irreverence that modern politics deserves by examining current events from a libertarian perspective. So please, check us out at wearelibertarians.com. so much fun and uh learning all about nick it's yeah great. i know nick's cool that's a bleep i got a bleep we, we censored the show nick just to let you know so this is for the soccer moms we censored the show 
And then, no, it's cool, though, because then we have, like, our Patreon users can or listeners will be able to hear the unedited, explicit version. So you have to pay to hear the all the evil swear words we say. It's awesome. You just gotta, you just got to keep an eight year old around at all times, and it just your 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 language is just automatically censored. You know, it's true. I, I agree. Like whenever I have like guests like Tom Woods on, you know, I have to like, oh, I can't swear. I can't swear in front of Tom. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's like he's pee shy. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like bladder shy. shy in the in the bathroom. You're looking at oh, can't say anything. You know. All right. So what we do, Nick, what we do here on the second segment, it's called Rocket Fire. What we do on Rocket Fire, sir, is I'm going to ask you a series of 10 questions. These questions will be politically or philosophically related. And if you can answer these questions between 30 to 60 seconds, that'd be badass. Nick, are you ready to play Rocket Fire? Yeah, man. Here we go. Question one. Do you think the press is the enemy of the people? Do you think the press has a moral obligation to tell the truth? Uh, I do not think that they are an enemy of the people. I do think that they have a moral obligation to tell the truth. And uh, I do think that they are incredibly biased against uh, our current president in particular. Right on, man. Question two. Do you believe groups such as Antifa help the liberty movement? Why or why not? Hell no. Uh, Anytime you need to use violence to solve your problems, you are... Not helping anybody. Well, okay, right on. Maybe I read that wrong, but I was uh, more or less saying oh. them being so bad would like make us look so good. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I don't. To be honest with you, I don't think that Antifa will impact the liberty movement in one way or the other. I think that they're a flash in the pan. Right on, man. Question three. Do you think there is a place for libertarians and other parties? And do you think candidates not running in the LP dilutes the brand and the messaging? I do think that there's a place for libertarians everywhere. If every single Democrat and Republican uh, woke up tomorrow morning and they were libertarians all of a sudden, but they didn't change the D or the R next to their name. Right. We would still be on the way to a government that we would all want and love. Uh, or no government that we would all want and love. Hell yeah. And uh, and as far as, what was the second part of the question? Do you think it dilutes the message and, and the brand? Um, yeah, a little bit. Okay, right on, right on. All right, question four. Why do you think people fear the idea of other people putting drugs in their own body? And why is that a crime? Uh, culture. I think that uh, the we have... We were brainwashed to believe that uh, drugs were bad uh, from the egg in the frying pan to the uh, the war on drugs and every other sentence that, can, you know, it's it's all you heard growing up. At least that's all I heard growing up. Right. And I think that it uh, it got people to the point where they thought drugs meant bad people. Look at our look at our, the attorney general, Jeff Sessions, like the way that he acts about it. It's just uh but the younger generation, they have a different opinion, and I think the tides are turning when it comes to that. Nick, I like Jeff Sessions. I don't know what you're talking about. I think he is the epitome of a good man. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I believe. <laughs> totally good. Question five. How is the tools of today, innovations, markets, community, and economic globalization, how has that changed politics, or has it? Um, I think it's changed politics dramatically. I think people talk about Gary Johnson's uh, 3.5% as a disappointment, but I think it was one of the best things 
uh, that could have possibly happened. The entire country learned who he was. And a lot of that was because of grassroots um, and social media. And I think that technology in general, there are uh, a lot of CEOs of some of the major global tech giants, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos, um, uh, Patrick Byrne that lean libertarian and i think it has definitely injected some libertarian into our politics but on top of that i think that it's also uh given a lot more people they know so much more there's so much more disclosure now you can't hide things anymore because it's gonna get out there because tech you know right all man question six what modifications would you make to our existing court system to protect our natural rights Ooh. I'll tell you, I mean, okay, so bottom line is this is this is sort of crazy, but I've always said that so so many people they focus on the Tenth Amendment and they think that states' rights and you know states' rights, we need to go back to states' rights, states' rights. Well, I was screwed by a state. And what I think un- unfortunately, anybody who is sued or prosecuted by any particular state, they're not looking for reasons that to to get you off, to, to find innocence, they're looking for ways to convict. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If there, if, if we had one state try another state's crimes, they wouldn't be getting the same paycheck from the same government. So in other words, you've got a judge, you've got an attorney general, you've got a district attorney, you've got cops, everybody on the same payroll, all being paid by the state of Florida to get that conviction. If you had other states trying other other states crimes, I think it would make a huge difference in the amount of people who are railroaded in our criminal justice system. Right on, man. I agree. Question seven. Why do you think the libertarian movement has the highest population of conspiracy theorists? (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, that is, you know, it's the rabbit hole, right? So you get you go down the rabbit hole, you start listening to. Alex Jones and coast to coast and different, you know, like different things that are interesting. They're fun. They're fun to get, you know, you get, gets your imagination going a little bit. Sometimes there's some truth to it and you start going, you go down the rabbit hole and you start reading a little bit more. You start looking into things and then you realize, okay, well, some of this isn't really true. And you got to, then you have to find your way out of it. I don't think some people never find their way out of it. They just go further and further into the rabbit hole. Right on, man. Question eight. Is it permissible to violate the NAP when the net result is the benefit of the majority's natural rights? If so, can you provide an example? How about you provide an example? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't think so. Killing baby Hitler. Obviously, guys. <laughs> no. the example. No. I, I still think it's wrong, though. He's still going against the non-aggression well, principle. But well, I'm not asking you. So... The ship's alarm system has been tripped due to Raylene speaking during rocket fire. You know, I've told her that all she needs to do is put in a formal request to the ship's command to give her permission to speak during rocket fire. But I guess she just really strongly feels that she doesn't need to ask permission. Women. Well, anyways, Johnny has given me the okay, so let's allow her to continue. This better be good. Nick, if you could go back and kill Hitler or make sure he was never born... Be, and you know it would save all of the the Poles and, and the Jews and everything like that. 
would you do that? No, I would not. But of course, anybody, any normie who's listening to to this right now thinks that I am um, a racist, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, man. But, uh, but no, I absolutely would not because I no, I just don't. I don't think that there's ever a a reason to violate. I'm with yeah, you. No NAP, right? Yep, I agree. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Question nine. Thanks, Johnny. That was a good good follow up on that. Thank you. Do you credit the Johnson Weld ticket solely for the gains made during the Libertarian POTUS race in 2016? Why or why not? No, I I don't. Do I credit as in do I credit Johnson slash Weld for the product? No, I don't. I think that it was the perfect timing. I think that almost any candidate, well, any serious candidate that we put up. And I do. I'm a, a fan of Gary Johnson. I think he's a good candidate. I think that the ticket was uh, appropriate for the time. Sure, could it have been better? I don't know. Um, but the bottom line is it was, we still had the two worst candidates of all time and whoever was running as a third party, look at the progress the Green Party made with Jill Stein. Right. Whoever was running, whoever was running at that time would have had an impact. All right, all man. Question 10. How many days have you gone without showering? Uh, probably <laughs> I think I've gone maybe maybe five five days six days. That's pretty I mean, good. I, That's pretty good. Nice. That's pretty good. Okay, and now the bonus question: Does income tax and property tax violate the rights of the individual to the product of their labor? Does individual and property tax income tax and property tax violate the rights of the individual to the product of their labor? Yes. You want to expand, or that's it. He got the right answer. He got the right yeah, answer. No, no. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't think I want to explain now. Yeah, yeah, let me just do it. Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. I love it. And yeah. it's taxation theft. Hell yeah. All right, that's rock and fire. Give it up for Nick B. <laughs> So this is Johnny Rocket, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Raylene Lightheart, and we're talking to Nicholas Vieser, and we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Rock and roll. Stay on the rock and buck on you and had a rock and buck on the real rock and high in the sky. 
time to shake up your podcast feed, folks, by subscribing to Lions of Liberty, the only libertarian variety show out there. Spend Mondays with me, Mark Clare, as I feature in-depth interviews with great names in the libertarian community and fun roundtable discussions. Electric Liberty Land with me, Brian McWilliams, every Wednesday, your weekly dose of comedy, culture, and liberty. And Felony Fridays with me, John Odermatt, where I expose injustice in the broken criminal justice system. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and at lionsofliberty.com. Hey guys, this is Roger Paxton, and if you're fed up with the government running every single aspect of your life, but you're not listening to the Lava Flow podcast yet, then what's wrong with you? Check us out at thelavaflow.com, or just go back to sucking up to the government. The Lava Flow podcast, striking the root every single episode. Ground control to Johnny Rocket. Ground control to Johnny Rocket. Well, Johnny had to take another break from the show to skip through the meadows with Kim again. He's already been through four pairs of shoes since the last episode, and we've lost track of how many pairs of shorts. You would think the guy gets a girl that he'd want to take her in a spaceship or something, but hey, we're happy for him. Well, anyways, here we are on Blast Off with Johnny Rocket and Rayleigh Lightheart episode 13 with Nick Wieser. And I have to say that Nick is a great guy, but rather than make dry jokes about his appearance and demeanor, at this time I must address some breaking news. America is burning. We are in a crisis stage. People have taken to the streets all over the country. A day that will live in infamy. The times that try men's souls. Or women's. Or trans-binary something or others. Well, here it is. Should Kim Ruff win the presidency, Johnny Rocket is in line to be the next first lady. Or first man, or... Well, anyways, Johnny has already started packing his bags for the White House. He's already ordered the booze and made phone calls for cocaine and strippers. The coke is obviously for Raylene, and the strippers are, of course, for Kim. But regardless, this is a damn travesty for this once great nation. And is sure to disgrace the honorable, saintly, heavenly position of the presidency. The children will starve for Christ's sake. So anyways, please vote for Kim Ruff 2020, because honestly, the kids. And in the words of Johnny Rocket, they need to stop crying and get a damn job already. Hey, it's Blast Off and Johnny Rocket, and I'm here with my beautiful rate of truth herself, Miss Raylene Lightheart. Thank you, thank you. And we're talking to Nicholas... Be sir, here on the Blast Off Show. And guys, check this out. If you guys are tired of typing in the launchpadmedia.com forward slash blast off, you can now go to blastoffshow.com. We made it easy. And if you're tired of typing in patreon.com forward slash blast off podcast, just type in supportblastoff.com. Easy, right? And guys, please check out libertylinkmedia.com and it's Nick's website, right? Is that where we can find you at? That's right. And beinglibertarian.com. Nick's awesome. If you guys have been listening to the show, obviously you have because you're now here in the 45-minute mark. But, Nick, thanks so much for being on the show, brother. Yeah, man. It's been it's been awesome. Um, we've been, we're friends on Facebook, by the way. Thank you. Okay. Um, and I we love are too, what really. We are, too. Me and Nick. <laughs> I'm going to ask him to marry me probably next. He's the next one after Kim. So... I might, I might accept. Oh my gosh! Don't Kim will stab you. She's amazing. She She's is gonna amazing. stab you. That's why I'm, I'm she knows about property rights. That's so, right. I'm her property and contracts. Now. She yeah. must be amazing. <laughs> she must be amazing for a one month turnaround. That's unbelievable, uh, dude. 
Unbelievable. You know, I got to I got to share this. Okay, go ahead. Thing. Tell the story. Tell the story. Go. My my husband, my husband listened to the show and you like how I was telling him that Johnny was just giddy on the show. I've never seen him act like this with anybody ever. And and we love each other, but it's nothing like that. And um he my husband says, "I have to confess something." And I said, "What?" And he goes, "I kind of fell in love with Kim Ruff for just like a split second." Right? Mm-hmm. And then he, because he, he said she's really great and she reminds me a lot of you, but, but Kim's way funnier than I am and, and way uh, quirkier in some ways, but she is the real deal. Even my husband noticed how amazing she was and I thought that was really cool. Well, it's funny though, I, it's like your husband yeah. came to me later that day or no, you said to me, he knows it, Justin knows it, you know, he knew already that I dug her. Yep. And it's, yep. it's funny. But dug her like that? Like you're going to marry her? Like, Well, that one surprised everybody. Out of it or anything. Okay, but. okay Nick, you want to hear the deal? Here's the thing that kind of sealed the deal, right? Go ahead. So we were talking on the phone and, and we were like, you know what? We were talking about like album covers that I thought were cool, that kind of inspired me for the show. And she was like, yeah, and I think you should maybe go with this kind of look. And she's like, let me show you a picture. And I'm like, well, let me send you a picture. And we sent each other the exact same picture. Mm. I'm like, right then and there, dude. I'm like, I that's fake, and then, man. And then you're like, I, I got to marry her. Yeah. Right then and there, I Ridiculous. knew it. Well. It's just a picture. It's magic. But dude, yeah. imagine all magic. pictures <laughs> in the world, right? And then that had to be the one. I was like, done deal. And it wasn't, it's it's Donald Fagan Nightfly. Like, it's not like a it's like the best record ever. Right now. It's the best record ever made. 1982 Warner Brothers. Yeah, it was great. It was a great yeah, no, I mean, that's pretty, yeah, pretty on the nose, but. Come on, man. That's magic. Listen, listen, it's, un- to me, it's unbelievable because it would never happen. Like, it just doesn't even, the idea of it is so foreign to me, <laughs> but it is unreal that you were able to make that decision that quickly. And you'll probably be the one. You probably grow old together and, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think anyone gets married because they're like, I want to get divorced. You know, I, don't, I just don't see that happening too often. M- maybe nowadays. You know, maybe the. You know, if I was rich, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of magic family, Nick, you work with your wife a lot, and I see pictures of your kids. And and what are you doing right now to instill um, libertarian values like self ownership in Ooh, in one. your family and with your children? What are you hoping for? What are you doing right now as a dad? My let me let me just stop you right there. My family is the center of my universe. I can my, tell. My uh, my wife has been with me through the most difficult times in my life, and she is always by me. She's an mm-hmm. unbelievable woman, and my uh, and my son is like I'm just I'm so proud of him. He's, he's like you know he's unbelievable. And what's great is. You know, I think, and I think this exists across the board. I think this exists in every aspect of your life. That if you live your life by your principles and you do what you you practice, what you preach, mm-hmm. it will naturally rub off on those you love. Yes. And my son, you know, I'll share stories every once in a while. The kid is, I call him kid freedom, because you know, like one one story, for instance. Um, he said a word that he wasn't supposed to say. I said, uh, Ryan, that's, that's, uh, you know, a bad word you're not supposed to say. And he's like, what do you mean? Not, I'm not supposed to say it. And I'm like, well, 
you're not supposed to. It's it's a bad word. And he said that life's not a game. Like who makes these rules? Who decides what I am supposed to and what I'm not supposed to say? And it's like that with everything. I mean, he has this natural freedom instinct mm-hmm. with every aspect. We we went up. We were getting some water ice. The police were giving out some water ice. I asked him if he wanted to see the 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 cop car. And he's like, nah, nah. The next morning he woke up, he said, Dad, we shouldn't thank the police for everything that they do because they're the government. And I said, well, <laughs> I love it. This kid is awesome. This, kid. this kid is I awesome. Said, <laughs> I said, well, well, wait a, wait a second. Um, what about uh, uh, my wife comes out of the bathroom and she says, well, what about if a cat gets stuck in a tree? And he goes, well, mom, you can get your own cat out of the tree. <laughs> there you go. Huh. And she said, "She says, but what if you need the police one day?" He goes, "Ah, uh, mom, how many times have you called the police? How many times have you needed the police?" Like this is all just him. Just how him. old is he? Said he's eight. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. So he, I mean, and it's just off the top of his head. It's not like I'm at home quoting Rothbard and talking about all oh you know, the prince. That is un- he's just it's in him. Okay, yeah. that that is magic, dude. Remember we were talking about the photo thing. Me and Kim sending the same photo. That's the same thing. That's magic. Magic, well, dude. It it also goes to show. Uh, so I have five kids, Nick, and my and she's oldest, a virgin, and she's a virgin. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my name was Mary Two. Um, <laughs> the number Mary Two, like Hamlet Two. Yeah, it'd be I. Um, yeah, I uh, noticed that with my kids, they're born in that way, and I really think that sometimes the world takes it out of them. Some of them are a little more influenced by their peers. So, but, but I have to say that you're right about if you're living it and, and embodying what, what those principles are, they, the kids do pick it up. And I love hearing that. I, great. Fantastic. Thank you for, from the world. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm only one person and he's only one person, but you know, hopefully there are more people out there doing the same thing. And listen, you know, that's the other thing. You know, I don't do everything in a living. You know, we can't homeschool because I was sued by the government and I lost everything. My wife had to go back to work. And I, you know, like there are things that I just can't do. We have to live within the system for it. But there it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, as long as the system exists, there are some things that we just have to do within it to get to the goal that we ultimately want. In. I mean, that's, you know, yeah. that's the way I look. You're right, though. I mean, there's no way you can. I mean, any of us, if we really want to drop off the grid, I mean, we have to live a pretty rough life. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, no matter what we do, we all have cell phones. We're all being tracked. Yep. Um, we're, we're all being watched. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything we do. I mean, there's really no way to really escape the system. I mean, unless yeah, you are. Bank lit- accounts. Yeah, yeah. We have bank accounts. If you if so much money gets transferred over to something else or if you're making money, all this money's coming in from somewhere. They're like, what's going on? He's not paying taxes on it. I mean, it's, yep. we're in a, we're, we, we are like freer than most countries. Sure. Some, in some ways. Um, but in, in the long, in, in the big picture, we're not free and we think we are and we think we have liberties and yet we can't do. I mean, we really can't do. You can't even buy beer on Sundays in certain states. And that pisses me off when I live in those certain states. People have no right to their property. I mean, that to me is ridiculous. If you own a place, you should be able to run it the way you want to run it. All, all that anybody needs to do, because I, I, it pisses me off. I get in these, you know, because I can't have a normal conversation. I can't talk to people about what it's like 
to have a 401k and this and this as I am be building for that retirement because everything got wiped out by the government in one fell swoop. Right. So I can't have those normal conversations. Yeah. Anybody, anybody, all they need to do is sit down with any of the people that I've spoken to over the past two years that I've been involved in the liberty movement, the people who have uh, had their lives absolutely upended uh, because of the drug war or because of a divorce, because the family courts are so screwed up or because of civil asset forfeiture or my situation where crony capitalism led to uh, my, my company being destroyed. That is there are so many people like that. And it really quickly you will find out you'll figure out just how unfree we are. You're just you just happen to be lucky that it's not you yet. Exactly. That's right. That's right. That's right. I agree, man, 100%. Yep. Hey, Raylene, prepare for landing. Roger that, Johnny. Seat belts and shoulder harnesses. Your body, your choice. Landing gear and downward expanders. NAP initiated. Anti-state superchargers. Defragged and woke. Landing lights and guest websites. Nicholas, give us your .coms. LibertyLinkMedia.com. That's it? BeingLibertarian.com? Tell them to follow you on Facebook, too. Oh, <laughs> Let's do this over. Okay, hold on. All right. At being libertarian, also follow Nicholas. I I'm terrible at this, by the way. If you if you if you guys want to partner up in some way where we're doing some cross promotion, sure. That's what we need. That's what we'll yeah. do. That's what we'll do. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So libertylinkmedia.com and follow Nicholas Veser. That's V E S E R on Facebook and Twitter. Also follow Being Libertarian for all the videos that we have coming out all the time. Right on. All right. Give it up Give it for up. Nicholas Veser. Hey, man. Hello. Nick, thank you so much for Woo. being on the show, bro. Dude, that was awesome. And again, if you guys like what you hear with Nick, please check him out on the after party where he where he will answer questions from listeners. Anyways, though, this is Johnny Rocket with the beautiful Ray of Truth, Raylene Lightheart, and we're signing off, and we'll see you back at Base One. Rock and roll. Rock and roll.